Welcome to Truth Be Told, the weekly broadcast brought to you by Brother Edwards, the mail carrier for the Lord. I am the evangelist for the church with no walls. You are the church. Upon this rock I'll build my church, is what he told Peter when Peter made the confession that you are the Christ. And you are made in his image and only that which is created in his image can call, can corral or hold his spirit, not a brick and wall building but a building that is not made by hand. God is a merciful, he's awesome, he's great, and he has united us on one accord through his son, Jesus Christ. Let us bow to him. Our Father in heaven, we thank you so much for blessing us uh, with the Lord like Jesus, someone who would look after us and care for us and put us above himself. Likewise, we should do the same, Father, but we don't know how sometimes. We run into obstacles, uh, sometimes small, sometimes large. So today, Father, as we roll through Romans and we look at the scriptures together, Father, we ask that you open our minds and our hearts and allow us to receive that which is perfect from you, that we may live a life that is pleasing to thee until you come to take us home. Thank you so much, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, we're gonna, we know we're in Romans, and uh, we're going to look at main propositions real quick. Because the book of Romans, remember the Roman church, uh, the Roman church was uh, with, and filled with Jews and Gentiles. Okay, so you got the Jews who were basically, you know, saying, hey, we're God's people, and the way we do it is the way we do it. And then you got the Gentiles being uh, grafted in uh, uh, by way of uh, Jesus Christ, okay, by way of Jesus Christ. So the book of Romans has got to tell us how we are to work together. Uh, what is this new uh, found freedom that we have, this this new just this justification, uh, being new? Uh, no longer under condemnation of uh, this gospel that we're not supposed to be ashamed of. What is what is all this about? Well, then Romans is going to teach us that. That's why Romans is here. So when we look at Romans, the, the main uh, uh, propositions of the book are all have sinned. And, you know, we see that Romans 3.23 says all have sinned. So all unconverted men are guilty before God, lost in sin. It does not matter if you were Jew or Gentile, and that's why we, in this case we had Jews and Gentiles in the church. So he says it doesn't matter. Okay, now all men are in need of salvation, both the Gentiles who refuse to have God in their knowledge, and Jews who sinned against the law and extraordinary privileges. Salvation is accomplished by Jesus Christ, by his atoning death and triumphant resurrection. We all, through obedient faith, are one body in Christ, in whom we have redemption and the hope of eternal life. And we should show our gratitude for so great a salvation by surrendering ourselves to the service of God, which is true freedom. Listen, when you're trying to join two people together, there must be some rules, some boundaries uh, set in place because you got two groups of people coming with two different ideas. Well, Jesus Christ says, this is the 
foundation. This, These are the rules. These are the laws. These are the commandments that you need to abide by because everybody is the same to me now. I know it started out as Jews. You know, Jew was the God's chosen people. I mean, Israel, hey, he chose them. That was his that was his pick. And all the rest of us ought to be thankful that he allowed us to be grafted in through his son, Jesus Christ. That's why in this particular topic that we're talking about today, we, we're back in verse 13. We, we understand about we need to be subject to the government. And it's not about the government that you like or don't like. You can't choose that now. You can't cannot choose it. God says you're supposed to be subject to that. Well, now he didn't told you how you're supposed to deal with the government as his people. Understand this. As his people. If you are not choosing to be his people, then you're not going to make, this is not going to make sense to you. Why in the world would I bow down to an oppressive government? Because my Lord and Savior told me to. Now, the second part is, he says, how are we to deal with with each other. So the Bible says in verse 8, Romans chapter 13, it says, Owe no man anything but to love one another, for he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. Verse 9, For this thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet, and if there be any other, any other sin, okay, any other, <clears throat> excuse me, commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Verse 10, love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Now, one of the things we can I think we can all agree on is that we don't understand what love is. What love has been watered down to, you know, you love a hamburger, you know, you love a hot dog, you love a car, you love a truck, you know, you love to go swimming, you, you love to wear hats, you love to go shopping. Well, that type of love is a, it's, we, we, let me, let me stop right there. We, are talking about a different kind of love in the Bible. The godly love is an ungape love. It's a it's a love that loves because there's no rhyme or reason. It just loves you. So, in other words, Jesus, we have nothing to offer him but our our obedience. But he offered the best he had. God sent the best he had in Jesus Christ. God incarnated. So he he loves loves us so much that he gave his very best. Love does not hurt. Love worketh no ill is what the Bible says. Now we sing a song, uh, love is patient, love is kind. Love you know, love does not hurt. But in the, today's society, love seems to hurt, even though God says it does not. Listen to these words again. It says, Oh, no man anything but to love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. 
for this. Now, this is what he's saying. You remember the Ten Commandments? It says, Thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not bear false witness. You know, those. Okay, well, he's repeating them again. Listen, it's going to, if you owe no man anything but to love one another, for he that loveth, and the TH, for those of you who are not familiar, TH on the end of a word when you're reading out of the King James Bible means a continuation. He that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. That means that if, according to verse 9, if you love, you are not going to commit adultery. You're not going to kill. You're not going to steal. You're not going to bear false witness, which is lying. You're not going to covet. You're not going to do those things if you love. Now, on the opposite end of the spectrum, if you owe somebody something, you're bound to them. You're bound to them. You don't necessarily love them or care for them because you love because God says love them. You love them because you, you, you care about them because you owe them. You're bound to them. You don't want you to owe them. You, when you owe other people, you feel homage to them. I don't know if that's the right word, but you, you, you tend to gravitate to where you get your loaned money, your loaned gifts, those gifts that don't come from God. You you gravitate to those because they seem to come faster sometimes without any penalty, but that is wrong. See, when you owe, <clears throat> let me see if I can say it this way. When I, if I, gradu I graduated, uh, let's say I graduated from high school. This didn't happen to me, okay, but let's, let's just paint a picture here. You graduate from high school and you're the best uh, baseball player um, in your high school has ever had. Okay, all the colleges want you. Okay, now, when you go to that college, that college is going to, if you're a star player, Mm, mm, mm. You can get anything you want. Why? Because the college can get something out of you. Now, you become the glory man, the glory boy. You, you're the greatest, the greatest, the greatest, as long as you're performing. Now, listen to me. As long as you're performing, you move on. You get anything you want. And when you graduate that college and you go on to pro, where's your allegiance? Now, because you're going to play on Sundays, you ain't going to have time to go to church. They're going to take up all your time because you got to do autographs. You got a lot of things you got to do, but they don't, you don't have time for God. So, but you owe who? You forgot that God gave you the ability to hit that ball. God gave you the legs and the muscles to run fast around the bases and the brain to think. You know, that, that's your quick reflex. He give you all that. But where did you pay your homage to? Now, I'm not picking on anybody, but I'm just trying to use it as an example so that we can see. He says, oh, no man, anything but to love one another. We owe love to each other because God commands us to love one another. So we owe that to each other. So that's OK, you know, to to that we owe each other. So the commandments of God to each and every one of us are clear and they're very forceful sometimes, <laughs> especially when dealing with uh, with our neighbors. That is when we with the with fellow citizens, people who we live with in this world, you know, <clears throat> God's laws are few, but they are very, very striking. 
we in verse eight we talked about the basic law. Okay, the basic law. Now, what what is the basic law? Well, the basic law in verse eight seems to be what. Verse eight says, "Love." There is one very basic law that sums up all the other laws of men. It is amazing to think that all the laws of human life can be summed up into one law, yet they can. The one law that embraces all others is love. Scripture clearly declares, Owe no man anything but to love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. This is something major, okay? You are fulfilling the law. You remember, now wait, let's go back. It says the reason Jesus came because we couldn't keep that law. Good. We couldn't fulfill that law. Because if you break one, you break them all, the Ten Commandments. Okay, but here he says, if you love it, you fulfill that law. So love forbids adultery. Love forbids murder. Love forbids stealing. Love forbids a false witness. Love forbids covetousness. Love sums up all the commandments. And love does no harm to a neighbor. Young ladies, if you're out there and you're in a relationship where you're being hit, that's not love. Love does not hurt. I just God just told me to tell you that. Love does not hurt. Young child, if you're being beaten and being abused, love does not hurt. That's not from God. Please don't blame God. Pray to God, and I pray for you and anyone else in those situations because love does not hurt, does not steal from you, does not, it won't hurt you. In, in the Bible, God calls murder when you dislike your brother for no reason at all. So love forbids that. So in other words, do you see what he's telling each and every one of us again before we move forward? That if we love, we can fulfill that law. We're not going to do any of those things. You don't hurt people that you love. You don't steal from people that you love. You don't lie on people that you love. You don't do it. See, when you first, let's go back to owe no man anything. At first glance, the verse seems, it seems to be saying that uh, we are not to borrow and become indebted to any man. In light of what, we, what, what, what has just been taught, this is true. And it is both God's will and a must for Christian believers to practice. So a believer is to set the example in paying men honor when honor is due, as well as in paying debts when debts are due. Listen, I, I, I dealt with this as a young, young man. And let me tell you something. People make jokes about this, but if you tell somebody you're going to pay them back, I guess the bottom line is you should pay them back, and if you don't, you lied. And the Bible says all lives have their day in the lake of fire. Now, I'm not just shooting that out there to you. I had to live through that myself because sometimes you get like that. You get all in debt, and you buy, your check get low and things like that, and you go, well, and then you got comedians making jokes about, oh, don't worry about it. No, you, it's not about the, the company. It's about you keeping your word and not becoming a liar because all liars going to go to hell so you don't want to be that so in other words pay honor where honor is due and pay in debts when debts are due but don't get all caught up in the physical because new testament is about spiritual our spiritual well-being oh no man nothing so you don't oh you don't have to, listen 
you, you, and some of you may remember this, and some of you who are new to this, there was two brothers, and one brother was hungry. He come in from the field. The other brother was fixing some food, and he sold his birthright because he was hungry. He was hungry. He gave his soul away because he was hungry. Now, in the Old Testament, it was a physical. He gave his birthright away, his blessings away. See, when you bring that over in the New Testament, it's both. it can happen both physical and it's a spiritual thing now. Because that's why God says, let me give you an example. So you say, wait a minute, what are you saying? When God says, if a man, he's on, he says, you're not only to not uh, touch a woman, but you're not to think about doing anything to a woman other than your wife and your head. It's adultery. So it's a, it's a physical and a spiritual. We're held to a higher standard. Why? Because you got the book. They didn't have the book. You have the book to tell you what to do and what not to do and when to do it and when not to do it. And we have Jesus Christ. And that's why we are held to a higher standard because we have a we have oh we have a better, 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 better promise from God through his son Jesus Christ. That all we have to do is believe on him. And if you believe him, you don't obey you obey him. And if you love him, you'll obey him. So let me let me close with this. How does this commandment work out in day-to-day practice? Does this commandment mean that a, that a believer should never borrow money or purchase things on an installment plan? For example, a house or a car? There are, of course, different interpretations as to how this commandment should be related to various societies and monetary practices. Three things can be clearly said and should be diligently practiced by each one who calls himself a believer. Nothing should ever be purchased by a a Christian that is not really needed. The money should be used to meet the needs of a world that is reeling under the weight of starving, diseased, and dying masses every day. Nothing should ever be purchased unless a believer can meet the obligation of paying for it. And I'll say well, you can meet the obligation for paying for it, but you still need to make sure you can make your obligation that you owe to God's kingdom. Okay. His kingdom comes first. Okay. If you also make a purchase and expensive items such as a car or house, <clears throat> excuse me, and make periodic payments, you, you must be able to make the payments. In other words, don't bite off more than you can chew. No man starts to build a house before weighing the cost so that he can make sure he can finish it. All you got to do, brothers and sisters, is stick with God. Love, that's what you need to do, love. And he says, you will fulfill the law. You won't rob, you won't steal, you won't murder, you won't hate. You will do everything you can to make sure your brother or your sister gets feel, feels just as much joy and happiness as you're feeling. That's why he said we cry together, we laugh together, we're a family. We need to come together. God bless each and every one of you. We're praying for our sister who is, who is sick and not feeling well and all of the members of our congregation. Uh, Bosque Farm Church of Christ reaches out to you. Uh, we love you. Uh, we're praying for you. Again, I am also the evangelist for the church with no walls. But if you're in Bosque Farms, come by 1635 Bosque Farms Boulevard. Uh, services at 930 is Bible study and 1030 is worship. We'd love to have you. Be safe on the road out there, but big brother. May the words of our mouths and the meditations of our heart be acceptable in thy sight. Oh, Lord, you are strength. And our Redeemer, thank you so much. God bless. And those of you who are on the front line out here in, the, in our medical field, God bless you. And may he wrap his arms of protection around you and all of our first responders. You guys have a blessed day.